We begin with text 15. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is full in opulence by his own gain, yet he acts as the creator, maintainer, and annihilator of this material world. In spite of acting in that way, he is never entangled. Hence, devotees who follow in his footsteps are also never entangled. Purport, pretty important verse. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 3.9, Yagyaratat kamanon yatra loko yam kramabandhanaha Work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work binds one to this material world. If we do not act in Krishna consciousness, we shall be entangled like silkworms in cocoons. The Supreme Personality of God in Krishna appears in order to teach us how to work so that we will not be entangled in this material world. Our real problem is that we are entangled in materialistic activities. And because we are conditioned, our struggle continues through punishment and material existence in one body after another in different forms of life. As the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita 15.7, Mamaivangsho jivaloke jivabhutak sanatanaha manakshastanindriyani prakriti stani karshati the living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal, fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling with the six senses, which include the mind. The living entities are actually minute forms who are part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord is full in everything, and the small particles of the Lord are also originally qualified like Him, but because of their minute existence, they are infected by material attraction and thus entangled. We must therefore follow the instructions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and then, like Krishna, who was never by his material activities of creation, maintenance, and annihilation, we will have nothing for which to lament. Na visidantiye nutam. Krishna personally gives instructions in Bhagavad Gita and anyone who follows these instructions is liberated. I'll repeat that if you don't mind. Is it okay? Can I feed? Any objections? Okay. Krishna personally gives instructions in Bhagavad Gita and anyone who follows these instructions is liberated. Little note, I heard Prabhupada say this morning to a guest that if you hear, if you're actually hearing, you do. If you're not hearing, you don't do. You don't follow the instructions. Following Krishna's instructions is possible when one is a devotee. For Krishna instructs that one should become a devotee. Manmana bhavamad bhakto madjaji mam namas guru Always think of me and become my devotee. Worship me and offer your homage unto me. Point of interest, in the 72 Gita, the word become my devotee 
is left out of that verse. Bhagavad Gita 1865. Always thinking of Krishna means chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. But unless one is an initiated devotee, he cannot do this. Huh? Yes, always thinking of Krishna means chanting Hare Krishna mantra. But unless one is initiated, an initiated devotee, he cannot do this. As soon as one becomes a devotee, he engages in deity worship, madhyaji. A devotee's business is to offer obeisances to the Lord and the spiritual master constantly. This principle is the recognized way to come to the platform of bhakti. As soon as one comes to this platform, he gradually understands the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and simply by understanding Krishna, one is liberated from material bondage. Text 16. The Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna works just like an ordinary human being, yet he does not desire to enjoy the fruits of work. He is full in knowledge, free from material desires and diversions, and completely independent. As the of human society, he teaches his own way of activities, and thus he inaugurates the real path of religion. I request everyone to follow him. Purport. This is the sum and substance of our Krishna consciousness movement. We are simply requesting human society to follow in the footsteps of Bhagavad Gita. That is the summary of the Krishna consciousness movement. The organizer of the Krishna consciousness movement <laughs> is teaching everyone how to follow Lord Ramachandra, how to follow Lord Krishna, and how to follow Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this material world, we need a leader for a monarchy or good government. Lord Sri Ramachandra, by his practical example, showed how to live for the benefit of all human society. He fought with demons like Ravana. He carried out the orders of his father, and he remained the faithful husband of Mother Sita. Thus, there is no comparison to Lord Ramachandra's acting as an ideal king. Indeed, people still hanger for Ramaraja, a government conducted like that of Lord Ramachandra. Similarly, although Lord Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he taught his disciple and devotee Arjuna how to lead a life ending in going back home, back to God. Jaktva Deham Punarjanma Naitimam Itisorjana All teachings political, economic, social, religious, cultural, and philosophical, are to be found in Bhagavad Gita. One only has to follow them strictly. The Supreme Personality of Godhead also comes as Lord Chaitanya, just to play the part of a pure devotee. Thus the Lord teaches us in different ways, just to make our lives successful. And Swayambhuvamanu requests us follow him. Swami Bhuvamanu is the leader of mankind in a book called Manu Sangita to guide human society. 
Herein he directs us to follow the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his different incarnations. These incarnations are described in Vedic literature, and Jayadev Goswami has described ten important incarnations in summary. Meena Sharida, Jayadagadisha Hare, Keshav Narahari Rupa, Jayadagadisha Hare, Keshavadrita Buddha Sharira, Jayadagadisha Hare, etc. Swayam Bhuvamanu instructs us to follow the instruct instructions of God's incarnations, especially Krishna's instructions of Bhagavad Gita as it is. Appreciating Bhakti Marga as instruction as instructed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sarva Bhattacharya thus depicted the activities of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Vairagya Bidya Nijabhakti Yoga, Sikshartam Ekak Purush Purana, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Sharira Dari, Kudir Yas Tamaham Prabhadye. Let me take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, who is descended in the form of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to teach us real knowledge, his devotional service, and detachment from whatever does not foster Krishna consciousness. He has descended because he is an ocean of transcendental mercy. Let me surrender unto his lotus feet. Chaitanya Chandrudaya Nataka, seven, six. 4774. In this age of Kali, people cannot follow the instructions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore the Lord Himself takes the part of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, to teach personally how to become Krishna conscious. He, he asks everyone to follow Him and to become a guru to deliver the fallen souls of Kali Yuga. Yarideka Kari Tari Krishna Yarideka Tari Kaha Krishna Upadesh Amara Agyaya Guru Haya Tari Desh Instruct everyone to follow the orders of Lord Sri Krishna and as they are given in as they are given in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. In this way become a spiritual master and try to liberate everyone in this land. C.C. Madhya 7, 128. The coherent purpose of Lord Ramachandra, Lord Krishna, and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is to teach human society how to be happy by following the instructions of the Supreme Lord. Text 17. Shukadeva Goswami continued, Swayambhuvamana was thus in a trance, chanting the mantras, of Vedic instruction known as the Upanishads. Upon seeing him, the Rakshasas and Asuras, being very hungry, wanted to devour him. Therefore they ran after him with great speed. 18. <clears throat> the Supreme Lord Vishnu, who sits in everyone's heart, appearing as Yagyapati, observed that the Rakshasas and demons were going to devour Swayambhuvamanu. Thus the Lord, accompanied by his sons, named the Yamas, and by all the other demigods, killed the demons and Rakshasas. He then took the post of Indra and began to rule the heavenly kingdom. Purport. 
the various names of the demigods, Lord Brahma, Lord so on, are not personal. They are names of different posts. In this regard, we understand that Lord Vishnu sometimes becomes Brahma or Indra when there is no suitable person to occupy these posts. Text 19. The son of Adi, named Swarochisa, became the second Manu. His several sons were headed by Dumat, Shushena, and Rochishmat. Purport. Manbatada Manur Deva Manu Putra Sudeshwadaha Rishayom Shavatanascha Hare Shad Chate. There are many incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Manu. The, there are many incarnations of the Personality of Godhead. Manu, the Manu Putra, the sons of Manu the king of the heavenly planets, and the seven great sages are all partial incarnations of the Supreme Lord. Manu himself, his sons Priyavrata and Uttanapad, the demigods created by Daksha, and the rishis like Marichi, were all partial incarnations of the Lord during the reign of Swayambhuvamanu. During that time, the incarnation of the Lord as Yagya took charge of the heavenly planets. The next Manu was Swaruchisha. The Manus and the sages and demigods are further described in the following 11 verses. Text 20. During the reign of Swaruchisa, the post of Indra, the son of Yagya, Tushita and others became the principal demigods and Urja, Stamba, and others became the seven saints. All of them were faithful devotees of the Lord. Text 21. Beda Shira was a very celebrated rishi. From his wife, whose name was Tushita, came the avatara named Vibhu. Text 22. Vibhu remained brahmachari and never married throughout his life. From him, 88,000 other saintly persons took lessons on self-control, austerity, and similar behavior. 23. O King, third Manu, Uttama, was the son of King Priyavrata. Among the sons of this Manu were Pavana, Srinjaya, and Yagyahotra. Text 24. During the the third Manu, Pramana and other sons of Vishishta became the seven sages. The Satyas, Vishrutas, and Bhadras became demigods, and Satyajit was selected to be Indra, the king of heaven. 25. In this Manvantara, the Supreme Personality of Godhead appeared from the womb of Sunitra, Sunrita, who was the wife of Dharma, the demigod in charge of religion. The Lord was celebrated as Satyasena, and he appeared with other demigods known as the Satyavratas. 26. Satyasena, along with his friend Satyajit, who was the king of heaven, 
Indra, killed all the untruthful, impious, and misbehaved yakshas, yakshasas, and ghostly living entities who gave pains to other living entities. 27. The brother of the third man, Manu, Uttama, was celebrated by the Tamasa, and he became the fourth Manu. Tamasa had ten sons, headed by Pritu, Kyati, Nara, and Ketu. 28. During the Manu, among the demigods were the Satikas, Haris, Hadis, and Viras. The heavenly king Indra was Trishika. The sages in Saptarishidam were headed by Jyotirdhama. 29. O king, in the Tamasamanbhadara, the sons of Vidriti, who were known as the Vidritis, also became demigods. Since in the course of time the Vedic authority was lost, these demigods, by their own powers, protected the Vedic authority. Purport. In the Tamasamanbhantara, there were two kinds of demigods, and one of them was known as the Vaidritis. The duty of the demigods is to protect the authority of the Vedas. The word devata refers to one who carries the authority of the Vedas, whereas rakshasas and those who defy the Vedic authority. Uh, I'll say that again. The word devata refers to one who carries the authority of the Vedas, whereas rakshasas are those who defy the Vedic authority. If the authority of the Vedas is lost, the entire universe becomes chaotic. Therefore, it is the duty of the demigods, as well as kings and aides of governments, to give full protection to the Vedic authority. Otherwise, human society will be in a chaotic condition in which there cannot be peace or prosperity. Note to the UN, text 30. Also, this Manvantara, the Supreme Lord Vishnu, took the womb of Harini, <clears throat> the wife of Harimeda, and he was known as Hari. Hari saved his devotee Gajendra, the king of the elephants, from the mouth of a crocodile. 31. King Prikshit said, My lord, Bharadayani, we will you in detail how the king of the elephants was attacked by a crocodile was delivered by Hari. When? 32. Any literature or narration in which the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Uttama Shloka, is described and glorified is certainly great, pure, glorious, auspicious, and all good. Purport. The Krishna consciousness movement is spreading all over the world simply by describing Krishna. Shall I repeat that? You wouldn't mind? You sure? Note to the GBC. The Krishna consciousness movement is spreading all over the world simply by describing Krishna. 
we have published many books, including Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita in 17 volumes, 400 pages each, as well as Bhagavad Gita, The Next Devotion. We are also publishing Srimad Bhagavatam in 60 volumes. Whenever, wherever a speaker holds discourses from these books and an audience hears him, this will create a good and auspicious situation. Therefore, the preaching of Christian consciousness must be done very carefully by the members of the Christian consciousness movement, especially the sannyasis. This will create an auspicious atmosphere. I think we should post this. What do you think? Everywhere. Paper the walls. Send. Gopal, get it done. Text 33. Sri Sutta Goswami said, O Brahmanas, when Prikshit Maharaj, who was awaiting impending death, thus requested Shukadeva Goswami, encouraged by the king's words, offered respect to the king and spoke with great pleasure in the assembly of sages who desired to hear him. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the 8th canto, 1st chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Manus, Administrators of the Universe. It's a studious routine here. Okay. Reflections. What's this section about? The successions of manas beginning with Swayam Bhavamana. Yes. I, ap <coughs> I appreciated how Srila Prabhupada talks about that one should engage in karma yoga and uh, engage all one's activities in the service of the Lord and by doing so one will be able to come to the platform of pure devotional service. Yeah, that was in text 8114. He said, <clears throat> start with activities without fruit of results and follow activities recommended in the Shastra because that will lead to liberation. He quoted Bhagavad Gita 3.9, Jagnartha Kamanon Yatra, he quoted Bhagavad Gita 529, Bhoktanam Jagatapasam. He quoted Srimad Bhagavatam 1213, He quoted Srimad Bhagavatam 1512. I mean, such a nice string of verses that all pertain to the same thing. Nice karmyam apjachuta bhava varjitam jnanam niranjanam. Then Bhagavad Gita 6.3, Arurakshur Maner Yogam meaning that for the neophyte, work is said to be the means. And for those who have already attained to yoga, then cessation of work is said to be the means. Then he quoted again, uh, then he quoted Bhagavad Gita, Karmendriyani Samyamya, that um, if somebody is has stopped working but is still thinking about how to enjoy sense gratification, such a person is a cheater. Mitya Chara Sa Uchite Pretender. 
Then he quoted Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Dushtamana about <coughs> what kind of cheater are you, my mind, that you want to go to a secluded place and chant. You're not free from desires. And then he quoted 2.10.6 from Bhagavatam Muktyahitvayitarupam Swarupena Vyavastiti about real liberation come, means coming back into one's constitutional position of service. And then he quoted, uh, no, that was it. Any other points? That a this is a really important uh, purport. That brings a question in my mind which I would like to ask. So I feel that that's recommended, but when one work in the material world, when one work in the material world, it is hard to remain completely aloof from the contamination of fruit of work and personal desires. So let's say I'm performing devotional service, but I also see many of the devotees here, they're very new, but they are performing pure devotional service, meaning they are completely surrendered to Krishna. So I feel like I'm performing mixed devotional service and I see a lot of devotees performing pure devotional service. So then why is this recommended? Because everyone has an adhikari. Krishna says to Uddhava, Sve Sve Adhikari Anishta Saguna Parikirtata Vipariya Tadosha Sad Ubrayor Evanishtaya. It's a fixed principle that one should engage in the service of the Lord according to one's capacity. And if somebody is already engaged in fruit of work, and then they're asked to just give up some of the fruit of work, it's a big step for them. And it's a step in the right direction. Even Krishna in the 12th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita gives gradations. He says, if you can't be engaged in thinking of me 24 hours a day, then practice the tenets of bhakti so that you can think of me. And if you can't do that, then act without work for, for me and means give money to the Krishna consciousness movement, whatever you can do. And if you can't do that, he said, then just be charitably disposed. Because from that, you'll start to learn detachment that when by giving you grow. And then he gives a whole series of other ways that you can be connected to mindfulness and meditation, cultivation of knowledge and so forth. So there, there's always a gradation according to the, the person. And Krishna already said in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita that even a little bit of this goes a long way. If one um, tries to do something, neha bhikramanashvasti pratibhaya navidite solpam apyasidharmasya trayate mahatobhaya even a little endeavor on the path, no matter where one starts, is uh, something that's the most dangerous type of fear. I heard Prabhupada quote, uh, made a, make a point about this verse. He he he's, he quoted. Um, what's the verse that means it can't? You, you, the the word that means it, means it means it can't be stopped. The devotional service can't be. Just, oh my God! I've got, I've got a bl blank. Devotional service, the flow of devotional service cannot be inhibited by anything. So therefore that Neabrikmanashasti verse means that even though you think you're doing mixed devotional service, that your devotional service is continuing. I don't think you are performing mixed devotional service. That's my proposal. 
Other points? Yes, one, two. I found it interesting that um, Swayam Bhuvamanu was meditating on the Upanishads. I'm wondering the significance of that. Well, the Upanishads are the first transcendental section of the Vedas. And at that time, those particular books were, uh, or the vibration of the Upanishads means transcendence. Upanishad means now that you've finished all the rituals that try to help you situate yourself in the material world, now sit up close, Upanishad, and listen carefully to how to how you're not part of this world at all. It's some, something else. So that was within the he was offering. They're very Upanishadic. In fact, they were all about the Lord's there within your heart. He's everywhere. Tadejati, Tanajati, Tadure, Tadvantike, Tarantarasya Sarvasya, Tadusarvasya Sibayataha. The Supreme Lord walks. He does not walk. He's within everything, yet he's outside of everything. So all his prayers were very Upanishadic. And that's that's what I'm meditating. Yeah. Kind of like an impersonal kind of why should he be saying Upanishadic verses when in actually he should be saying other verses that regard talk about pure devotional service. But the Upanishads are talking about pure devotional service. Mike back please. In the situation he was, as I'm, was he in this situation? Is he like? Is this at the end of his life? Oh, I'm wondering. Or, like, that's what happens usually. Like, after um, you execute your duties, then you meditate on the Upanishads. That's like traditional Vedic. Like Upanishads is meant for sannyasis or something like that. That he was sitting in one place with his. <clears throat> with his in one leg <laughs> meditating on the Upanishads. Yeah. That was a question or just an observation? I'm wondering if <clears throat> this is what, what the situation is, what, why he's doing that. Uh, like, uh, if it, is that at the end of after he executed his duties or something? Um... Well, it's the first verse. It's the end game, definitely the end yeah. game. Who else would have their hand up? Prabhu? I just wanted to appreciate the comment Srila Prabhupada made in one purport that the Krishna consciousness movement is spreading all over the world simply by describing Krishna. I was just, I thought it was pleasant to hear that mood of simplicity, like how simple the kind of mood was in that. Swami was by nature not at all attached to enjoyment of the senses, thus he gave up his kingdom of sense enjoyment and entered the forest with his wife to practice austerities. And that's in uh, 817. And then 818 says, O Sainabharat, after Swayam Bhuvamana had thus entered the forest with his wife, he stood on one leg on the bank of the river Sunanda. 
And in this way, with only one leg touching the earth, he performed great austerities for 100 years. While performing these austerities, he spoke as follows. What does it say? Nothing. Only eight one eight Mike. There's no commentary in 817, but in 818, there's a statement that says, Avaha means he chanted. Avaha, he chanted. But anyway, it seems like the end game there, because they left the kingdom and earth and the forest. There's more description later, I think, of how they actually, you know, he leaves the world and his wife leaves with him. And that brings us to uh, the end of our morning reading session. We'll be back here, Krishna willing, at 3.30 p.m. India time. Gorpremanande, Nittai Haribo. Haribo, Nittai Haribo. Nittai Haribo. Haribo. Hari Bo Nittai Gora Hari Bo Vanchakopa the Risha Kripas in the Bay of Chapatitan and Pavanibio Vaishnavibio in the Monument. Natchari Armarman Natchari Armarman Natchari Armarman Natchari Armarman Hey Natchari Armarman Natchari Armarman Natural Armarman, Natural Armarman.